Blog Talk Radio. All right, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Okay, this is the show Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. I'd like to welcome you to the episode number 1,854. And welcome, and thanks for letting me into your house this evening as uh, we go ahead and discuss a couple of things. Uh, First off, let me just uh, let you know uh, the chapters that we're going to go over And one of them is going to be in Jonah, chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. And um, we're going to go ahead and, uh, before we get started, uh, just have a little conversation. A couple of weeks has been uh, such a whirlwind for me anyway. Um, I attended a wedding, um, and then I also attended the funeral, which is my my first cousin's uh, funeral. And, you know, one of the ironic things that happens when we go through life. When we go through life, uh, some things happen expectedly and some things unexpectedly. And uh, it truly was unexpected because uh, me and my cousin were born in the same year, just a couple of days apart. Uh, even though um, through time and through years, uh, sometimes um, we don't feel, you know, we're connected to one another, and sometimes yet we are, even though there, you know, there are vast distances, and sometimes there are short distances between relatives, friends, and loved ones. Uh, sometimes there's always that closeness that we do have. All right, and uh, just moving right along. Um, so uh, we are on Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, anytime we do a live show, we you can call in at 319-527-6091. So that was just one of the many things I just want to touch base with everybody. Uh, one of the other things, as we start get as we get started, is that sometimes you ask people a question, a simple question: uh, Is everything all right? Is everything fine? Is there something that you want to say? A lot of times we say nothing, but Nothing does mean something. And I'm just stating that. And when I say nothing sometimes means something, is that a lot of people want to dismiss things or feelings or, you know, what they're going through, and they say, that's nothing. When a lot of people say that it's it's nothing, it, it really does mean something. Sometimes we have to read between the lines of when someone says it's nothing and they actually mean that it is something. And sometimes, you know, we similarly express that um, we express some things that we, uh, we we can't emote to other people. And when you go out to sometimes express yourself. Sometimes you cannot get that expression or that thought out that you want to get out 
and you just leave it alone. You just want to leave it alone, and you just say it's nothing. But like I said, it's a lot of times that we think that other people are saying, "Oh, it's nothing." Uh, oh, never mind. That uh, does mean something. And sometimes it takes us to explore a little further of what they're trying to say and what they're trying to relate to us. And on a um, more happier note, I'm going to uh, just go ahead and say that um, I know that after, you know, some of our announcements that I would express that we are working on a Christian game show. Well, that's complete now. Uh, the only thing that I don't have is a working title. And we do have room for, you know, last minute, you know, people that want to get in. And if you want to get in, uh, you can just contact us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com. We can just leave your contact information. And I'll give you a sample size question. Um, real quickly, if you think you can answer it, you think you want to be part of the game show, uh, well, you're welcome. So uh, what is the only book in the Bible that does not talk about God or Jesus that's in the Bible? It's a book in the Bible that doesn't talk about God or Jesus. And it's the only book in the Bible that does that. And if you can answer that question, then um, maybe you might want to be part of the game show. And like I said, just leave your contact information at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com. And uh, from there, we'll just see how we can move forward. Now, let's just get back to our topic of um, it's about nothing. Okay, so we're going to go to uh, Jonah, and we're going to read verses 1 through 17. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to tarnish. So he paid the fare and went down in, in to go with them to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the, of the sea was about to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship, had laid down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleepy? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. Cast lots, and they and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country? And what are what people are you? So he said to them, I am Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the, the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew 
that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempest. And he said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea, then the sea will come become calm for you. For I I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rolled hard to, to return to land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tumultuous against them. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life, and do not charge us with innocent blood for you. O Lord, have done it as it pleases you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and ceased, and the sea ceased its raging. And the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And that's the uh, the end of uh, chapter one in Jonah. And the one the one thing I wanted to just uh, point out that there are times when God commands us to do some things, and there's some times that we just run away. And Jonah clearly was trying to run away from God. And when he did that, uh, he brought his wrath where he was attempting to flee. Uh, it just, he just made it so that it wasn't possible for him to do so. Because God, God had commanded him to do something that he refused to do. When you say, um, wow, why would Jonah do such a thing? Well, there's a such a thing as, you know, uh, being unwilling participants in some things. Sometimes we need a little convincing um, that some of the things that we're doing, we're doing for the right cause and for the right reasons. Uh, Personally, I believe that Jonah believed that Nineveh was just a lost cause, that there was no reason to go there because it was a simple city, it was a place to go. And it would be like right now today where you you would say um, Las Vegas, and the nickname of, for Las Vegas is Sin City, you would say, why would I go there? There may be a, a reason why you may want to go there. You know, everything that is portrayed to be bad is not all bad. You know, uh, we don't wake up and intend to, to sin, but yet we do sin. And the one thing that we can do when you sin is to repent. And Jonah clearly um, had no intention of following, you know, what God had placed for him to do for a task. It was a simple task, and Jonah failed to follow through. And uh, we're going to go into a little bit of that because I believe there's a little bit of a Jonah and me and you as well. So. There are three things that I want to break down, you know, when we become disobedient to God's law. So let's go through it, okay? So um, God had sent Jonah to Nineveh, uh, Nineveh, and Jonah just immediately gets on a boat and goes the opposite way. So God sends a storm to remind Jonah who's in charge. And Jonah is eventually thrown overboard by the others in the ship. And Jonah makes a choice to keep 
trying to run from God. And you know what happens to Jonah when he's thrown overboard. You know, he's swallowed by this, this big fish. And, you know, so what we know is that he was there for three days and three nights when he was thrown overboard. And when I first heard this, the story, the first thing I was thinking was how did he survive inside the fish for three days and three nights? And my imagination started running wild. But this is not only Jonah's story. It's, it's, it's also our story. Jonah isn't the only one who had plans, you know, interrupted by God. This is more of a story not only about Jonah but about us. So I hope, you know, you think that, uh, you know, your thoughts as you start to think, how am I more so more like Jonah? And, you know, what does that mean to me? You know, I just wanted to see if we can discover something and we can do this together. So I'm letting you know that Jonah's story is also my story and your story. So there's three questions that I want to ask you. God says to you, go that way. And I would say, no. My behavior reflects both me and my spirit. And then three, God is faithful to me even though I am not always faithful to God. And once we come to these three conclusions, we can say, yes, if you answer one out of the three the same way I did, then, yes, we're more like Jonah than what we think. You know, God sends us a storm in our life to remind us that he's in charge. When he sends the storm, he's not sending the storm as a means of chaos. It's a means to push us away, to push us in the right direction. It's actually sort of a wake-up call that tells us that we need to wake up and that God's in charge and that we need to go into the direction he wants us to. You know, you've been called by God. You know, the calling may not be a big thing like finding a cure for cancer. You know, the, the call might not be as simple as moving in a new direction, taking on another journey of faith, or to continue your spiritual growth. The call may be to renew a commitment in a relationship. It could be anything. It could be a call to a new job, a call to a new part of your ministry. It could be a call of anything. But the one thing that we will not do is not ignore the call. You know, there may be people that we may want to avoid. You know, we can not answer, simply not answer the phone. We could text them, I'm busy. And we can do a lot of things. But the one thing you can't ignore is you can't ignore God's call when God's calling you. You know, we have to make sure that we renew our commitment and our faith each and every day when we wake, you know, and when we wake up. You know, one of the things I, I recently changed and what I'm doing is I make sure that I say something positive or something funny, something to lift someone's spirits. I do that each and every day on, on Facebook while I post an early morning laugh. Because I think that when you start the day off, you know, smiling and feeling joyous, that, yes, you know, uh, it could make a difference in, in 
good and better day. Uh, even though I am not posting a word or anything, I think people tend to, after reading, you know, positive scriptures, after a while, they may want to get a break from it. They may be tired of it. You know, I could listen and read the word each and every day, but that's that's me. That's not everybody. You know, everybody is not is not in the same spirit as you are. But what you can do is you can project something that that's a positive that can bring everybody together, and then from there we can move forward as if you know, providing the word, providing energy, and providing life in our works that we're doing. You know, one of the things that we all know is that life is, you know, um, a complicated thing, and there's no getting out of life alive. But in the in the part that we in, in our quest and this journey that we do have, we do have God's promise that we will have everlasting life. If we believe in him, yes, indeed. So, you know, as as far as saying that, I just want to just go back and we can reflect on what Jonah was doing. Eventually, Jonah, you know, um, got returned on his journey that God sent him on. And he was returned on that journey. You know, he, he went at it with renewed vigor and gusto because he knew that God was angry, but God did not kill him. He could have easily killed him, but God did not. Don't forget, he was in that fish for three days and three nights. And there, Jonah had time to reflect on what he was going to do. And I, you, you can imagine, after, you know, being somewhere confined was completely dark for three days, three days and three nights, and probably contemplating. I guess this is where I'm going to die, and then I guess that's where he got right with God and says, you know, if I survive this, you know, I'm going to go find a way to get go back and make my way to Nineveh, and I'm going to make amends. And not only I'm going to make amends, I'm going to put more flair more of my heart into what you asked me to do. And I guess after, you know, God considered what he was saying, God allowed him to, to live and get thrown up on the shores of Nineveh where he went on to preach to the masses of Nineveh and all those that listen, they changed their attitude by him being there every day in every hour possible, you know, preaching the good fortunes of returning their life to God, returning back where from where they belong, returning from and turning away from the wickedness that was going on around them. And mind you, when you come into, you know, a city such as Nineveh, as Jonah did, for him to go and preach something that possibly nobody was going to hear. You know, Jonah still went on. And even though he was serving his repentance by doing what God had told him to do in the first place. And when he found out, yes, I'm reaching one, 
Yes, I'm reaching two. Yes, I'm reaching four. I'm reaching eight, and so on and so on. And Jonah had to do that through through due diligence. And yes, all you know, just because we don't want to do something God tells us, don't mean that we have to get punished because we're not doing it. But you have to also actually talk to God and let Him know if He sends you an assignment that you simply don't want to do, you can ask Him. You can ask him if he says, no, do it. You know, don't be like Jonah where Jonah just was like, hey, you know what, outright. Nineveh, no thanks, God, I'm out. I'm going somewhere else. You know, uh, Jonah just simply um, just not, did not have his heart in it at all. He never even gave it a, a second thought. The instant God placed that to him, he was on the first ship smoking. He says, okay. I, I said, I'm here. I'm going. I'm out. And then he had the audacity where he knew that the storm was going on in that ship. And he just went down the bottom and went to sleep. And so the crew had to go down there. The captain and the crew went down and had to tell him. And he said, yeah, it's just because of me. And he says, well, you know, and the first thing they said to, to him, and mind you, these are people that's, this, these are a ship full of people, and sometimes they have crews from all over the different parts of different countries, and they had different guys, and they all prayed to their God. And they just told him, so, man, what is wrong with you? Pray to your God. And when someone says something like that to you, you have to understand. Yes, you know, uh, this is serious. They done threw the goods overboard, and so finally, Jonah came to the conclusion, oh, you have to throw me overboard. <laughs> and um, they threw him overboard. Yes, they did, where he got swallowed up by the fish. And, you know, like I said, we don't have to wait for God's wrath for us to start moving in the right direction. You know, we have we, we have a choice. It's not like they were, we're simple animals, you know. And, you know, uh, giraffes, they're not going to eat a hamburger. You know, a lion is not going to eat lettuce, you know, and the bear just can't resist sleeping in the winter. You know, we do have a, a choice. We we do have a, a choice. So we have to make sure that we exercise that choice and, you know, actually perform it in a, you know, in a cheerful way. And um, when we were uh, going over verses 1 through 17 of Jonah, you know, one of the things that, you know, got me was that even in the midst of it being, you know, a mighty tempest where, you know, everything was getting thrown about and the men rolled as hard as they could to get to shore, any shore, uh, at that point they didn't care they just wanted to escape the storm. Something kept them captivated in the sea where it was raging. Usually the sea is raging and it's going to push you one direction or another. That ship stayed right there until what was done had to be done. You know, sometimes we'll get caught up in our life where we seem to be caught in a raging sea. And at some point, we want to give up and say, wherever this storm takes me, that's where it's going to take me. But sometimes... We have that storm in our life until we pick a direction. It may not be the right direction, but sometimes we need to go in a direction. 
because the sea that's raging against us paddling until we pick a direction, until we go into a direction. Sometimes we are caught up in a, uh, I guess you would say a storm front, where that storm front is not going to go away just because we give it, we're giving up or we don't know what to do, we don't know which direction to go. Sometimes that's where you just let God help me, guide me, go north, go south, go east, go west. Whatever way you go, you have to go in direction. You just can't get caught up in that storm front and say, oh, well, this storm's got me bouncing around, and oh, well, wherever it lands, eh, I'll be fine. Sometimes that storm may not stop. You know, the one thing Jonah did say to the men is throw me overboard, and the storm will stop. He got thrown overboard, and that storm stopped immediately. And that's how that's how God moves in our lives. That raging storm, once you pick a direction, Jonah didn't know they were going to throw him overboard. He, you know, and after that, he was like, well, you know, I already disobeyed God, so I get tossed overboard and die, you know. I guess that's my fault. But he chose the path. And he didn't know that he was going to survive. You know, he had three days and three nights in that fish where he had a chance to contemplate and get right with God. And then when God was finished hearing his pleas and, you know, his, his anguish over being swallowed by that fish, that's when God said, well, I, I'll, I'll let my child go. I'll let him go and see what he got. And, yes, he did bring it. He did bring it once he got to Nineveh. You know, he didn't know where he had to stand or where he had to go, but he went into a direction into where his voice was heard. It's a lot of times uh, it's a saying, you know, talking loud ain't saying nothing. He did the opposite. He was talking loud and sent a message. So I hope you joined tonight's uh, episode tonight. Um, so real real quickly, um, I just want to sum up, you know, some of the things that we were talking, some of the points that I were making earlier about Jonah and how we are so similar to Jonah. And I'm going to propose the three questions I, I, I asked myself. You know, when God says go that way, what are you saying? Are you saying yes? Are you saying no? Or not now? A lot of people find themselves saying not now. I found myself saying not now. And then I, again, kept saying not now. And then, you know, next thing you know, the time is now. You know, um, and the second one is my behavior affects both me and my spirit to be pretty much, you know, physically we have to nourish our spirit. And so the third question is, God is faithful to me even though I'm not always faithful to God. And, yes, um, there is a such thing as, you know, being religious but not faithful. And a lot of people, a lot of us get caught up in there, um, me for one of them, where, you know, I, I religiously do certain things. Uh, going to church every Sunday does not make us faithful. It makes us religious, 
but it doesn't make them faithful. We have to want to do that in the spirit. We come to church in the spirit. We're not coming to church for food. We're not coming to church to look pretty. We're coming to church because we want to make a joyous noise and, you know, and celebrate, you know, our Christianity with our fellow Christians. You know, and if you weren't there for uh, that for different reasons, okay, then um, you need to rededicate yourself and realize, you know, what you're doing. You know, there is a thing as um, spreading disharmony amongst each other. You know, if you ever notice that somebody walk in a room and they're smiling, how everybody all of a sudden they start wanting to smile. And sometimes the opposite effect happens when somebody walks in a room and they talk about how hard they had, how hard a time they had getting there, how hard a time they had to wait for two buses, and all the negativity. You know, negativity does spread like that. It spreads like a cancer. And it can spread like that in the church like a wildfire. I know you heard of the the wildfires in Canada, how quickly that got out of hand, and it started affecting everything around us. It even started affecting parts of this country, even though that was in Canada. Well, that's how infectious, unjoyous attitude can be once you, you know, once you place yourself in that position. You know, you, you just want to make sure that you do a self-evaluation and check and make sure that if you want to project positivity, you project positivity. Some people just gravitate to your negative. And if that's, you know, if that's you that want to gravitate to the negativity, sometimes you got to make sure that you check where you're going at. You know, sometimes you can curb that. You can curb that spirit. You can curb that spirit. And some people refuse to do that. So, uh, real quickly, um, I'm going to go into the call of salvation. I'm going to um, do the announcements, and then we'll end the show. Before I do that, uh, I just want to uh, once again tell you uh, some good news. All right, so the good news is that I've completed my format for the game show that we're going to do. I know um, you probably heard announcements that we're making if you want to be part of the game show. Okay, I got my contestants together. Um, there's room for uh, more if you uh, contact us at purposekingdomnet.gmail.com. Use the contact information, and we'll see if we can get to you. If you think that this is going to be a hard game show or a game show that you're not going to have fun, you're wrong. Uh, so it's as simple as this. I'll give you a sample question that I have um, prepared for the game show. If you can answer it, maybe you can be part of the you know, uh, part of the game show. Maybe you can be a contestant, or maybe you can be a judge. So the question I have is, what is the only book in the Bible that doesn't mention God or Jesus? It's the only book in the Bible. And um, that's that's all I got for you as far as a teaser. So um, I'm going to go into the call of salvation. All right, now, uh, you know, life is, is not as simple as we think it is. Uh, and life is not as complicated as we think it is. It's uh, real simple. You know, uh, life is governed by the power of the tongue. And we must profess that we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You know, God sent his only begotten son for us. And now this is the time to get right. 
where we can just say, you know, I'm not running away anymore. Uh, I'm I'm here. And all you have to do is just, you know, pray to him and say, God, Father God, I thank you for the opportunity you give me. I thank the opportunity you give me for, for me to break away from sin and accept your son Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And Father God, from now and forever, I wish to renounce my ways of sin and turn over a new leaf in life where I can begin anew. And once you did that, once you said that, you know, you're saved, and you can just tell a friend, you can call your mother, you can call um, anybody, text anybody, just yell it out. Uh, just go ahead and do it and just, you know, um, welcome to, you know, your new freedom, your new life, all right? And uh, if you said that and, you, you know, um, you've accepted it, uh, it doesn't have to be now. It could be a, a later date or it could be uh, we can talk about this as you doing this in the past. Uh, the next step we suggest you do is find a Bible-believing, teaching sanctuary that are no true in the word of Christ. And if you can't find that sanctuary, that's why we're here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We're, we're a church without walls. We'll be welcoming you to hear the word without conviction of being in a societal uh, sanctuary where, you know, you feel as though you're being judged. Here, uh, there's no judgment. It's just uh, total freedom to listen. All right. And uh, with that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and go to the announcements. This is a Private Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us online or via phone, uh, we greatly appreciate your support and your listenership. And we also thank those that share with their friends and family members. All right. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a call-in phone number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you just press the number one. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Facebook, at uh, Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. Uh, there you'll see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on that social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at the handle of Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, please check out our radio network, pkn.com. Uh, there you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. Also, check out RadioCo.com, and there you are, you're free to listen to some of our previous broadcasts. And also, if you want to listen to our archive show, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. There you just simply type in the name of the show or the host name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Okay, tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, we are going to have a study for life. And that's going to be hosted by Pastor Toy Daly. So please check it out, 9 p.m. tomorrow. Just take note of the time. Uh, so uh, we're going to have Study for Life, and that's going to be hosted by Pastor Toy Daly. And uh, with God's will and God's blessing, hope you join us at the 9 p.m. hour. So with that, uh, that's going to be uh, the end of the announcements, and we're going to go to the conclusion of uh, tonight's episode. So, you know, um, I'm going to leave you with something before we go. Um, yes, I know we, we did cover Jonah. And so um, I'm going to go into Philippians, and we're going to go and we're going to read Philippians uh, chapter 2, verses 18. And so for the same reason, you also be glad 
and rejoice with me. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 18. And I just wanted to leave out that word where you have understanding of some joy. That, yes, when you're happy, you know, like I said, rejoice with me. So, you know, spread the joy and spread the laughter. You know, um, everything, you know, uh, doesn't have to be taken seriously. Sometimes we can lighten the mood. Sometimes we can make it a little easier for each other where, you know, we can have fun and spread, you know, some joy and some laughter. You know, being a Christian doesn't mean that we have to sit, uh, you know, sit in the corner and not have fun. Yes, uh, being a Christian can be fun. And at times there are serious matters where, you know, we have to face challenges. But it doesn't mean that we have to turn off the humor button. Uh, So, you know, one thing I, I do to make sure that I can inject some humor into um, somebody every day is I just post the early morning laugh on my Facebook page. And, you know, if not, you know, for what what is worth, you know, hopefully I had or was able to make somebody laugh. Um, so with that being said, this is going to be the end of the show. Um, stay tuned for uh, further announcements as far, as far as the game show when we're going to start actually um, having some episodes of the game show, um, little project I was working on. So yes, I'm happy to, uh, that I'm you know actually able to get ready to start getting that off the ground. We can actually start doing some episodes. Uh, and like I said, uh, thanks everybody. You know I had fun you know uh, doing a show whenever I get a chance to do a show. So yes, I'm I'm happy and you know uh, overjoyed to you know having done another episode. Um, you know, so no matter where you go at and where you at, you know, make sure you have time to, you know, love yourself. If you don't love yourself, um, there's no way that you can have time to love anyone else, uh, let alone being in any kind of relationship. And the one relationship you want to make sure that you uh, connect with is your relationship with God. You know, don't forget that this is a relationship and this is something that, you know, he wants to, just like you are, you know, your mother calls out for you, and here I am, Mom. You know, you want to make sure that God knows your voice. You know, um, you don't want to wait for the last minute, and, you know, you're, you're making that emergency plea to God, and you're just like somebody that you pick up the phone, and it's like, who's this? You know, you don't want God to say that. You don't want to be in that position where God is saying, who's this? You know, oh, it's your son, you know. And, you know, and you're looking like, oh, wow, this this my son. This calls me, you know, when he has an emergency. You know, you don't want to be that place where the only time you call God is for emergency. You call on God for emergency. You know, God is not a, you know, he, he's not a 911 center. But, you know, you can tell him your problems. You know, it's just he, he needs to hear your voice. He needs to hear your voice when you're, you're happy. Oh, God, I just got a new car. Thanks. I know you made it possible some kind of way. Or, oh, God, thank you. You know, just to say thanks. You know, sometimes you have to have that connection where you don't want to, to make that that, uh, that call. And he says, who's this again? Oh, okay, I, yeah, I remember you. You know, we don't want to be in that position. You know, we want to make sure that um, God is, is, is there for us just as well as we're there for him. All right, and um, with that being said, I'm out of here. Peace. Uh, Take care of yourself and be safe.
Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna pin me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I 